Chapter 6 Campfires crackled in Renton's night air. The clouds remained thick, obscuring all signs of the late summer moon. Some men had fallen asleep, while others crowded around disparate fires, debating the inevitable battle in the days to come. The conversations vacillated between facing the Vikings alone and adding the Picts, albeit under Angus' hand. Ironically, the clans neighboring the Picts, those in the north and east, contested an alignment with the Picts, while the clans of the south vied it. As the men bantered around the glow of the fires, they paid little attention to the lone horse that moved slowly between the huddled groups. The horse stopped in the shadows and kept its distance from the surrounding campfires. After several moments, the animal nickered and caught the attention of a man from Cashel. The man rose beside his fire and squinted in the darkness at the horse, and the exhausted rider slumped upon its back. The man hesitated and then jogged to the horse. He gripped the arm of the rider and shook it gently. The rider lifted. It was a young woman. Get Constantine, have him come quickly. He yelled. A few men departed and others rose from the fires and hurried to help. Constantine and Luog were warming themselves by a fire not far away. The two jumped to their feet when they heard the news and rushed to join the gathering of men. Wedging their way through the crowd, they parted the bodies and froze when they saw the rider. Constantine recognized the young woman, immediately. It's Nessa! He exclaimed. Quick, get her down, and fetch some food and water. I'll send for Ina, Luog added. He signaled two boys to find Ina and bring her. Constantine gently pulled Nessa from the horse. She roused, only to lift her saddened face and sob. Constantine held her, letting her cry in his arms. He motioned to the men. They would carry her to a nearby home at the edge of Renton to let her rest. When Ina arrived, she entered to find Nessa sitting in bed, awake and speaking to Luog. Nessa! You're alive! She exclaimed and rushed to Nessa. Mother, I thought I'd never see you again. Nessa leaned forward and hugged her mother. At first, only a single tear fell from Nessa's eyes. Then she broke down. It was awful mother, awful, she cried. Nessa, Nessa, you're home. Sh, you're home, Ina said. She held her daughter, rocking her back and forth. Not many moments passed before Arabella and Siana arrived. They stood in the doorway, gaping at Nessa. Luog moved from Nessa's bedside and nodded at the two. Then he stepped aside and left the women to tend to Nessa. Nessa glanced at Arabella and Siana and pushed away her tears. She tried to smile and hugged them both. Releasing her embrace, she turned to her mother. Luox said that father is gone. Ina's eyes combed over her daughter. Darling, your father left with Chorich, Ronan, and Les to find you. They've been gone several days. Ina tried not to appear frightened as she formed her next words. Nessa, do you know where Aiden is? Puddles pulled in Nessa's eyes. Her lips quivered into a broken frown. Then she shook her head slowly, not uttering a word. Nessa, what is it? Ina asked. What happened? Mother, he didn't make it, she cried. Oh, God, no. The deathly soft whisper fell from Ina's lips like a tear falling into a grave. She stared at the floor in a daze broken-hearted. Piece by piece she felt her life being stripped of all things precious. Sadness gripped her, 
suffocating her in sorrow and crushing what little hope remained. Nessa stared at her mother while agony hung in her mother's eyes. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, Nessa said, sobbing as she remembered her brother. She wiped her face with the front of her blouse, trying to regain herself. She paused a moment and then she spoke, Mother, Kenneth, he. Oh please, not Kenneth too. Arabella interrupted, pleading and praying against the very question she'd asked. Arabella, Kenneth saved us. He saved me and Aidan from the Vikings. You saw him? He found you? Did he escape? Arabella begged. Nessa wiped her hand across her nose and gazed at Arabella. Kenneth found us and freed us from the Vikings. But when we escaped, he took Aidan on his horse. Oh, Aidan, he was burned so badly, he, Nessa stopped, paralyzed by the images of her brother falling from the cliff. She shoved the edge of her blouse into her mouth and bit hard, groaning and weeping at the thought of her brothers. Nessa. Nessa. We need you, Nessa. We need to know where Kenneth is, Ina said, clutching Nessa's arm and studying her bloodshot eyes. Nessa took a deep breath and spoke, Kenneth took Aidan, and they broke off from me. He drew the Vikings away from me. I was able to escape without them following. When I was far enough to hide, I stopped. I had to see if the boys made it, but they didn't. I was standing far away, and I saw Aidan and Kenneth high on a ridgeline with a river below. They were surrounded by six or seven Vikings. Something was happening, but I couldn't see. Suddenly, Aidan and a Viking were at the edge of the ridge, and they fell, mother, it was awful. Oh, no. No. Ina cried. She cupped her hand over her mouth and her heart grieved. The grim reality of Aidan's death filled the room, bringing with it a cold, palpable anguish. Moments passed without a word, then Arabella broke the silence. Nessa, did Kenneth survive? Nessa's lips pursed and her eyes closed shut. Then she opened her eyes and slowly nodded. After Aidan fell, Kenneth and those animals were all tangled together. They moved out of sight, and I couldn't see them anymore. I'm sure he was captured. They must have taken him and put him with the others. They're going to make them slaves. They're awful men. They're evil, evil. Nessa exclaimed. The fright in Nessa's voice carried a sharp chill that pierced Arabella's heart like a dagger. The cool night air would have comforted the soul on most any other night. But not this night? No starry night sky, no cool summer breeze, nothing on earth could comfort on this night. Arabella found a quiet place in the darkness, away from the fires, away from the voices, away from the others. She wanted more than anything to be alone. Arabella recalled the frightening premonition she'd had the day Kenneth left her in Renton. Since that moment, her heart had lived with the dread that one day she would wake to find him gone forever. And now, she feared, the day had come. Her unspoken prophecy was being fulfilled. She'd returned to Cashel as Kenneth had asked. Yet the unending questions and the deafening silence of solitude had driven her back to Renton. Wanting to renew hope, she'd sought comfort in Ina and Siana. Now the news of Aidan's death and Kenneth's capture abruptly shattered the only remaining hope she'd held. After leaving Nessa and the women, Arabella moved through Renton. She passed several campfires, each surrounded by men with bickering tongues. The men's arguing only confirmed her feeling of hopelessness. Their rantings were senseless and irreconcilable, and without Alpin, they seemed helpless to find agreement.
yet even more than the bickering, it was the overhearing of her father's entrenched debate with the men of Dumbarton that crippled her most. In that single moment, she became acutely aware of what little was being done to find Kenneth and the others. Her father was a strong man, but with Alpin gone unity among the men seemed impossible. And sadly, Alpin was now as far away as Kenneth. I didn't think I'd find you here, a voice came from behind Arabella. She knew the voice. I didn't think I wanted to be found. I heard about Alpin's sons. That's a shame. Arabella wasn't sure how to take Taran's comment, though he'd said it like he meant it. Yes, it is, she replied, saying nothing more. I'm sure Kenneth is still out there. He is a headstrong young man. His stubbornness will suit him well. He has what he needs to stay alive, Taran commented. He sat down in the grass beside Arabella, far from the campfires. The light of the moon was hidden, making it hard for the two to see one another. Arabella preferred it that way. Taran, I'd rather be alone. There is nothing you can do. Aidan is dead and so much has been lost. And from where I sit, it seems that now you and your father are the ones keeping the men from searching for Kenneth and the others. I disagree. My father is the only man who seems to see things clearly. The others have blood on their tongues and wish to rush into battle, blind to the strength of our enemy. Pursuing Kenneth with our handful of men in his suicide. Taran peered at Arabella, trying to measure her reaction in the dim light. We could more than double our men if we joined the Picts. With Angus, we'd have twice the strength to fight the Vikings, and save Kenneth. Taran, you say you see clearly, but there are things you're not seeing. Asking the Picts to help us will take time, time we don't have. Joining them as you say means that we submit to Angus who wants to be king, king over us. She could almost hear Kenneth mouthing the very words she had spoken. Are you willing to submit to Angus and give up what you stand for as a Scot? If unification with the Picts means victory and freedom from the Vikings, then yes, I could be willing. Can't we be free without them? Arabella blurted out in frustration. I have said this again and again, but you refuse to accept that we need the Picts. Why won't you listen? Taran's voice grew louder and carried a tinge of anger. I assure you of this, you will not see your beloved Kenneth alive again without the Picts fighting beside us. You've seen what the Vikings are capable of doing. You've seen their lust for blood. They inflicted their will upon Renton with ease. Without the Picts, your Kenneth is a dead man. Arabella lowered her head and covered her face in her hands, not wanting Taran to see. Her back heaved up and down as she cried silently to herself. I am not trying to be cruel. I'm trying to help, he said. Arabella pulled her hands from her face, just leave, please, just leave. Taran lifted to his feet. He stood above her for a moment and then walked away. Before he had gone far, he glanced back at Arabella. You would do well to talk some sense into your father, Kenneth's life may depend on it. Arabella was too removed under the dark sky to bother with the tears streaming down her cheeks. Who would see or even care? She couldn't refute Taran's words. She had seen the Vikings' brutality. She knew the harm they were capable of inflicting. She didn't like Taran, but that didn't mean he wasn't right. She could talk to her father, but he would only do as he felt best. Her mentioning the Picts to him would likely be viewed as a young lover's callow attempt to save her betrothed. He wouldn't see it as a shrewd battle plan. 
Pure Scott blood ran through his veins like his cousin Alpin, his confidence rested in the Scots alone. Her aggravation grew at the thought of how such a proposal to her father would be taken as an insult, or a show of disloyalty. She tried to dismiss her anger. Her father had only shown her love from the day he found her and took her as his own. He had always trusted her. He had always listened. She could speak to him, but would the other men force him in a direction he didn't wish to go? She refused to force him to choose between his daughter and his men. Yet she determined, somehow, to find a way to help Kenneth. She would stop to see Siana first. Arabella knocked on the door and then stepped inside. Siana, she called out. Siana emerged from the bedroom, Arabella. Where is Ina? Arabella asked. She's in Renton with Nessa. Do you need her? No, I need to talk to you, Siana. Is everything all right? Do you have news of Kenneth or Chorich? Siana asked. She sat down on a wooden bench beside the hearth and offered for Arabella to sit. No, I am fine. I didn't hear any news, and I can't stay long, Arabella replied, nervously. Siana, I must go to see Angus. In Perth. Siana exclaimed. It's all right, Siana. I only need to see him briefly. I intend to ask him to join the Scots. Arabella, no, it's too dangerous. The ride to Perth, or even entering the Pict Castle, it's far too dangerous. You can't do this. You certainly can't go alone. Does your father know? I know it's dangerous. But I have to get help. We need to do something. Kenneth's life, and Chorich's, may depend on it. As for the Picts and Angus, I'll be all right. I am a Pict by birth, and Angus will respect that. He will listen to me. But does your father know, Arabella? Siana repeated. I want to tell him, but I can't. I want to talk to him, reason with him, and have him send men to Perth. But he won't understand, and even if he did, he may not be able to go against Luog, and the others who don't trust the Picts. I can't put him in that position. This is the best way, Siana. It's the only way. Arabella, he'll be furious when he finds out. He won't find out, Arabella said, staring straight at Siana. All he needs to know is that I am returning to Cashel. I am simply taking a longer route to get there. Arabella paused and then finished, it's our secret Siana. Can you do this for me? Please. Chorich and Kenneth need us, their lives are at stake. Siana nodded. I will. But promise you'll be safe and hurry back to Cashel as quickly as you can. I promise, Siana. I'll be safe. I'll send a messenger when I arrive home. I love you, Arabella, Siana said. She extended her arms and clasped Arabella's hands. I love you too, Siana. Pray for me, and the boys. Siana nodded and tried to smile. I will. Arabella hugged her, and then turned and hurried out the door. 